in the words of the king of the south ti tip harris <laughs> what's up and what's happening what's good bro not a lot it's another day in paradise you know we took a little hiatus but we're back now and yep. uh, we're, we're ready to deliver you guys some solid content i think we've got a pretty solid pod lined up and uh pretty much gonna jump right into it what do you think daryl 100% bro. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, don't worry. You're still ahead of the curve. This is only episode two of the Half Court Trap podcast. My name is Daryl. This is my boy Chuck. And ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year. The finals is a different time of year than usual, but the NBA finals are upon us. Surprise, surprise, number 23, not Michael Jordan. No, I'm just playing. This is going to be a fun pod. I'm really excited to get to get into it because we got some topics for you guys. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too deep into Braun in the first ten minutes. <laughs> but don't, Lakers, don't, don't make a promise you can't keep, Daryl. <laughs> good one, good one. Los Angeles, the Lakers versus the Miami Heat. I'm from L.A., so I'll just go ahead and take the, the Lakers. You want to preview the heat for everybody, and we can do it I'll like let that. You, I'll let you go Lakers first because as a Mavs fan, um, uh, you know, de- detailing the heat's road to success, is, uh, it, it, it hurts deep in my soul. So yeah, I'm going yeah. to let you hit the Lakers first, and then I'll counter with why I think the heat will be the 2020 NBA champions. Oh, my Lord. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is the half court trap. It's a two man game. We about to get into it. Um, so, the Lakers won the Western Conference in a measly fifteen games. And if you ask me, they're playing some incredible basketball. Um, so I had major reservations coming into the playoffs about this Lakers team. Because I got a real good feel for who they were during the regular season. But with the time off, you just really didn't know what to expect. And it, for whatever reason, it seemed like players in the bubble were just hooping on a different level. Yeah. So I feared that they could have had a bump in the road at any point so far in, this, uh, in the playoffs. But power through the Blazers, power through the Rockets, power through the Nuggets. Um, it, has, it hasn't been flawless, though. No, no. Not by any means. And my biggest takeaway from their team right now is that defensively, they're intact because they know that offensively, night to night, it could be a completely different story Um, just in terms of if AD's got it going, if Braun's got it going, if they're hitting threes or not. Their offense is really unpredictable, aside from the fact that you know LeBron's going to manage the game yeah. at different stages. Yeah. But their defense has clicked in a way that is, is really propelling this team. A couple four-quarter comebacks in this last series. Started. LeBron, to me – sorry to interrupt you here. LeBron, to me, has turned almost into, like, that 2010 to 2015 range Tom Brady. Where he's I, just on another I was going to level. Say Brady. I thought you were going to take a basketball player and I no, telepathic in like, my head all the way. He knows exactly what he wants, exactly how to get it, and he's been able to 
I wouldn't say use his age to his advantage, but he's been able to transform his body throughout his career in a way that allows him to still be, you know, at the very least a top three player in the world right now. Definitely. Um, that's we're going to get into that. Cause I have a LeBron Giannis topic that we're going to get into in a little bit, but it's impressive. Yeah. It, you can tell that he's not worried about the numbers, what his numbers are when he finishes versus whether or not they win, but right. you just get that feeling when the game's close that like, like it's the fourth quarter and the opposing team just kicked the ball to Tom Brady. It's like, ah, your lead is you, not safe. You don't want to do that. Yeah. It's not safe. Or same thing with Russell Wilson. You don't kick the ball to Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, no, it's uh, – man, you got some crazy fantasy football things going on right now. <laughs> but not – But that's a whole other That's a whole other time. <laughs> so, aside from LeBron and AD proving to be an incredibly potent duo, they've gotten some help elsewhere, just not consistently offensively. But players like Rondo – Players like, to an extent, Marquise Morris, players like Dwight Howard, Caruso, KCP have really stepped up to the plate at the extent that they can. And it's been just enough, if you ask me. Um, but Rondo is an incredible catalyst. There's something about Le- Rondo being on the four that makes LeBron think that it's 2012 in his head or something. Like, so- he becomes a completely different player. Before I get into the – do you have anything else on Lakers? Um, yeah, just that uh, defensively, like I said, uh, it's impressive. And I think that when it comes down to this point in the season, you need uh, interior presence. So I like that they have size. I like that they have bodies that they can replace in case somebody gets into foul trouble. Um, and I'm comfortable with being at this stage as a fan of LeBron. I think he just knows what to do. So – that's, that's in a nutshell. That's it. We'll get to it and see what our predictions are, but you can take so, it. So, Bron and James, <clears throat> Bron and Davis, I'm sorry, excuse me, are both top five players in the league, undoubtedly. And I'm so glad you brought up playoff Rondo. I'm so glad you brought up Dwight Howard because what are we going to get from these guys? Are we going to get Boston playoff Rondo? Are we going to get Lakers regular season Rondo? Or we can get Dallas playoff Rondo, which everyone seems to forget about. Only you remember. Only you remember. When he actively tried to lose a series for the team he was playing for. What Dwight Howard? Are you going to get the Dwight Howard that got a double-double in the first half and was in uh, Jokic's head? Or you can get the Dwight Howard that we've seen for literally the rest of the decade. (laughs) What Danny Green are you going to get? Because it's definitely not the same Danny Green we saw in the playoffs last year. Yeah. I have major, major concerns about the Lakers outside of their top two, especially going against a Heat team that has six players that are averaging double figures in the playoffs. Yeah. With any, with any supporting cast, it's not going to be a list of all-stars and perennial players. Which is the only reason I'm comfortable is because LeBron and AD – carry such weight of the success of the Lakers that the other guys can literally just play. Please just go play hard and defend no, the man in I, front of you. I, I, I get what you're like, saying. You know? <laughs> I just want to make this point. The Lakers had two all-stars. The Heat had two all-stars. Granted, Butler and Bam are not the same as LeBron and AD. 
But take those four guys away and look at that Heat team and look at that Lakers team, and that Heat team is beating that Lakers team by 30 every game. See, that's I got to cut you, but I feel why you'd say that. Not 30, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, okay. I I got you. I got you. I won't won't hold you out of context like that. Um, They are shooting in the playoffs. They are shooting – 35.7% 35.7% from three as a team on 37 attempts a game. Real quick, the Lakers also shoot 35% from three with less attempts. That's fine. So, you know, but they're doing it with you know more attempts. know how it goes when we get to this point in the season. I, it, the expression is play to death. But live by the three, sometimes you die by the three. The Heat are also, as a team, shooting 82% from the foul line on that's the, almost, That's the more impressive part. On, on like almost 27 attempts. They had 27.6 attempts per game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But the interior defense that they've seen thus far is not on the level of the Lakers. I agree, but they're also averaging 25.1 assists a game. They're averaging seven and a half steals a game. They're averaging four blocks a game, and that's, you know, without anybody besides Bam really being a defensive presence inside. Yeah. I just think that the way this Heat team matches up, Bam and Butler are having – are going to face immense challenges with Braun and with AD. Now, Butler will get help with Iguodala, with Crowder – They've got a whole bevy of guys they can throw out there and at least, mm-hmm. you know, Definitely. give them spot minutes. Episode one, we detailed how deep this Heat roster is. Yes, yes. Yeah. What it's going to come down to, whether or not the Heat are the champions this year or not, it's going to be Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. Are they going to show us that they're going to be superstars for the next decade in this league? Or are they not quite ready for the moment yet? Are they just going to be great players, stars, but not franchise building blocks necessarily? Um, Because, you know, there were games against the Celtics where Hero looked like Devin Booker, right? I mean, and if you get that from him in the finals, if you get Bam playing the way he isn't playing in the finals, then I think the Heat, not only have a realistic shot, but like I said, I I pick them to win in six or seven. So bet we're we're here at the predictions part. Um, and yeah, do you have anything else you want to push back on my heat stuff real quick? Just before we no, get not to at it? all. If anything, I'd add on to it because I I do have worries. I'm afraid of Goran Dragic now. You should be or five and Hero and Duncan Robinson. Um, not as much as Gordon though. Because Goran says he's, it feels he's like he's a little everybody. bit like he's a little bit like LeBron, not in that, not in any physical or appearance but he's not, way. He but he's the same type of but he's the same type of game manager. Yeah. You know, he's the same Valid. type. Of he knows when his team needs a bucket. He yes. knows, yeah, when to yes. distribute. I feel that. I feel and that. it's not lost on me that I think the Heat have a distinct coaching advantage. So that's probably the second dopest storyline of this game, uh, of this series, is that when you, like, 
whenever I look at LeBron's career, I feel like Miami was him getting the the molding and, and grooming that happens when you go to college. And Spolstra was like, I feel like very integral in his development. So to have like the mentor go against his his student, like oh, and you got years Pat down Riley, the line, you got Pat Riley against not only LeBron but the Lakers. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it's this how, some, how, how rich some really is that? Cool dynamics. These are some really cool dynamics, and there's a Pat Riley presence that just makes you doubt yourself. So I'm hoping it doesn't plague the Lakers that bad. But I got Lakers in five. Five. That's a little right, disrespectful. Bro. Although I can, I can see, I could see Braun coming out and just because he's the type of dude that holds a grudge. I think we've learned that by now. I if if anybody thinks he's forgotten about that Pat Riley press conference, they are dead wrong. Yeah, I saw uh, some people bring that up, and I literally have completely forgotten about it. And I'm sure he has not. <laughs> I he could go for you know 40, 12, and eleven over the series. Like it's nothing. So to expand on why I don't think that this will be a very long series, I'm going to read you uh, the roster from the Miami Heat in 2012, 2011, that went against the OKC Thunder. 2011-2012, Bronze first championship. I'm going to read you some of the supporting cast. Joel Anthony. Wait, how about you do me a favor and read the one from 2010-2011? We're not doing that right now. You sure? I I, I would love to do that right now. Hey, it's not much better. It, it's actually worse than this list. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. There. Yeah, no, I'm I'm cool with that. We're not talking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all y'all will get more of why we're laughing Hold right now my when, Dirk. We get to, when we get to our establish your bias segment and episodes to come. <laughs> but this man will never let me forget that that Dirk son to LeBron in 2011 it is what it is. All right. uh, J.J. Boreas on LeBron in 2011. Right, Dirk was on. just there for the ride. <laughs> and I actually with Jason Terry. Um, and so, awesome. 2012, supporting cast, Joel Anthony, Carlos Arroyo, Mike Bibby, Mario Chalmers, Eric Dampier, Udonis Haslam, Eddie House, Jawan Howard, James Jones, Jamal McGlure, Mike Miller, Dexter Pittman, and Jerry Stackhouse. Sexy to Dexy. Go, to go along, and Big Z, to go along with Braun, Chris Bosch, and D-Wade. Look, I, look, I get it. I get it. Half of, those, half of those guys are either coaching or in front office jobs right now. Listen, I, I Or get taking it. care of their grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, but that is by Braun's design. If you want to build a super team with So that's not where I'm players, actually getting at, though. They were going against a team that, in talent, leveled pretty even with them. They had the young big three with some vets, with a good coach, and with a good organization. But it was their first time there. It matters. And it's to the, quote, it's, and to quote one of my high school coaches, no rebounds, no rings. I trust the Los Angeles Lakers to get each – important loose ball actually i won't say that because this Miami team has a ton of heart that would be discredited nobody on the court is going to want it more than jimmy butler i don't care who else is on the court but when it comes down to who's actually has the personnel to to out rebound the other team i believe that los angeles does comfortably 
But I think you're I think you're discrediting um, some of the rebounding numbers that Miami's guards are actually putting up because they no, do a really valid, good job of rebounding. Los Angeles leads leads the playoffs in rebounding. No, that's fine. I'm just saying you've got Bam at eleven and a half, Jimmy at six, Dragic at four, Hero at five and a half, Crowder at six. I mean, okay. Last last uh, area of concern for me with the, with the Heat, but I don't want to uh, kill this one, kill this topic right now at the top of the show, but. If Bam gets into foul trouble, what happens? Oh, they're toast. That's why I'm saying this is the, is the biggest test of Bam's career. Yeah, and it's not that he's not fit for it, but the Lakers just have some pretty high IQ guys that attack the basket and are about the same size as Bam to where he's going to want to defend the, the paint on his own and realize that he can't do it on his own. But I'm incredibly excited for this series. Like I am. I am too. I am too. Yeah, this, be is where, this is where it's at. And I'd hate to see, you know, my guy go down like that. But, hey, it made the best team win, for sure. Let's, uh, let's get your LeBron Giannis take. So, there is a very interesting parallel between LeBron and Giannis's careers thus far. So, in retrospect, we see LeBron for what he's done the last 10 years. But as a lifelong LeBron fan, it took a long time for him to get to his assertive dominance in the, within, the, within the league. It wasn't until he, he changed his body once he got bullied. Right. It took a minute, just overall. It took, like, losses. It took learning experiences. It took experimenting with how he plays. Like, it just – he had to throw stuff at the wall until it stuck. But overall, it's like time's the only, the only difference maker. But – so, here's, the, here's, here's to, to explain more what I mean. LeBron was drafted in 2003. I'm representing a tweet from Top Ball Coverage. Giannis was drafted in 2013. They both won their first MVP six years into their career. And they both hit a, road, hit, hit a wall at that point as well by not reaching the finals yet, even though LeBron did in 2007. Um, Giannis, the last two seasons, has won MVP, but failed to make it out of the Eastern Conference. And he has a looming free agency. And I feel like this is building up to the decision 2.0 because Giannis is that caliber of a asset on the open market. And it'll be insane to see the bidding wars that take place. But it wasn't for lack of talent that that helped them from breaking through. It's just the right time for everything to fall through. LeBron didn't have the support system necessarily around him. Giannis does, but... Could it be better? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Definitively. Can I, can I interject for a couple things here? Go for it. Go for it. Bucks, the Bucks owners tend to try and avoid the luxury tax. Yep. And when you've got somebody like Giannis, you've got to eat that luxury tax because he's going to make that money back for you easily. Mm-hmm. Um, another big difference between Giannis and LeBron, obviously, is one of them is American and grew up in this AAU culture where – People are buddy-buddy. They want to play with their friends, all that. Giannis is from Greece. You know, I mean, if anything, I would say the most appealing thing to him is where's Masai Ujiri going to be mm-hmm. in 2021 because they have a connection through basketball without borders. Yep. Um, I don't know who all LeBron or who all Giannis is buddy-buddy with in the league, but I, I don't see him, like, leaving to go pair up with a bunch of guys that he likes. If you were to leave, I think it would be 
for one reason, and that would be to win a title. No, I, I agree with that. Um, and I also think that he doesn't care whatever the, whatever the backlash will be from his decision because he's kind of an independent thinker. No, and I don't think he cares. I mean, if Sacramento was the best team in the league mm-hmm. right now and they had cap space for him, he would sign with Sacramento because he doesn't, he doesn't care. Right, uh, he's supposed to win. That. No, it's adjusted. It's not. It's not. You know, uh, uh, exact replicate. But no, I definitely get where you're coming from. I, I like the comparison. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to and it's something that I didn't foresee. It. I didn't really foresee it. And and I also I also will throw Giannis some cred because on our last pod, I said it was borderline disgraceful that he won Defensive Player of the Year, and I don't feel that way. Rebounding is a is a huge compart. Like the possession isn't over until you get the rebound. He averaged a ridiculous amount of rebounds, and he's an intimidator at the rim. So there's blocks that he didn't get because folks aren't going to try him. So and I, he played I like his... 30 minutes a game. So I'm not sure Giannis can play 35 minutes a game yet without getting into foul trouble or getting closer to exposed. I think Milwaukee was ahead of the rest of us in not overexposing Giannis. I just think that – Rather than he was that – imposing on the entire score of the game like that. I, I just think they best. ask him to go 120 percent all the time which is fair and they take care of him They're, they give him this rest right but I mean when it comes to the playoffs you know you you would rather have him at 100 percent for 40 minutes than 120 percent for 30 minutes yeah no agree agree and um, then that's on and that's on bud yeah but just being like, it's just an interesting story because um, I've wondered what the league will look like without LeBron in it for a while. And seeing new stars emerge, it's really dope to see. We may and not find out for a while. We really, we might not. We might, we really might not until LeBron James Jr. is probably playing. But <laughs> it, that's, that's pretty much the extent of it. I, I wish Giannis the best. I know for a fact there's a time coming in the near future where he wins probably at least two in a row. And this time is coming. These Definitely. are the growing pains that I feel like make an all-time great. Uh, I, I don't doubt Giannis. Um, but other than that, we'll, we'll keep it pushing, man. Um, Want to talk some uh, – uh-oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody pour me a drink. It's time to laugh. About, it's, time, it's time to laugh at the Clippers. Mm, make it a double. <laughs> So, before we laugh at the Clippers, can I just say that there are two things that could have happened that probably should have happened that mm-hmm. I think would have put the Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. One is KP wrongfully getting ejected against the Clippers, and the other is last offseason. For sure. Others last offseason, we had a sign and trade in place for Gordon Dragic and it fell through. That everybody forgets that. about. I don't remember that. Everybody at all. forgets about it. It was on draft night. We were going to get Gordon Dragic and imagining him with our team this year and the way he's been playing. I feel like Luka needs a point dangerous. guard to play with. Like, well, of somebody, he, and, he should be a point guard. He, he, he can play yeah. off ball, too. That's some of the and thing with Rondo. Together, and they play together on the Slovenian national team. Yeah, and not to just throw it out of nowhere, but, like, when Rondo's on the court and LeBron doesn't have to play point, he becomes such a dynamic player in transition, off the ball, guessing passing lanes, alley-oops, the whole nine. If Luka didn't have to dribble the ball for 20 seconds, he would probably be even more efficient than he is. It would be crazy. I didn't didn't remember that. I didn't hear about that, bro. 
We, we need to get some more stuff going for him off the ball. But anyway, let's laugh at the Clippers. I'm, I'm very excited for this. Fruit, since last July, oh, my goodness, man. It seems like uh, just an overwhelming majority of the sports media fell for the hype. I don't get it. I never did. Now, I was worried about them as a, as a threat to if they had to play in a series because, LeBron, like, Cabron and Kawhi go at it. And just overall, those that would have been a really good series. It would have been some good games. They had a good game every time they played this year. Right. But it's so laughable, bro. It's so laughable the way they went out. It just is. <laughs> it just is, man. You're can't up go, 3-1. Can't go outside. Can't go outside. It, it's, it was – I never thought that Denver was coming back. I did not. I didn't even watch many games that series because my, I don't enjoy watching the Clippers. My whole thing was, like, how many times are we going to see things that have never been done before that are happening in the bubble before we just accept that, like, nothing is impossible here, right? Nothing was the same, for sure, moving forward. Um, but Kawhi could be playing in the finals right now with the Lakers. I didn't really – I didn't campaign for that. I wrote an article last February, just like, just wishing that the Lakers would make the trade for Anthony Davis, and eventually they did. But Kawhi could have been part of that. And instead he chose to join the most snake-bitten franchise in the NBA mm-hmm. and bring along with him Paul George, who I have nothing bad to say about. Layoff P. <laughs> Layoff P. Layoff P. Doctor oh, oh, got fired. Him? Is that breaking news? Yeah, I've been today. Doc Rivers is out. So we've got pandemic P, we've got PG 13%, we've got layoff P. It's been a rough couple of months for that man. Doc Rivers up and up and left. I don't I don't know if it, he was fired, if he left. I don't know what situation. I know he is out as the Clippers head coach. Have parted ways. Let's not forget he was the president of basketball operations as well. I know. <laughs> Along with Jerry West, who constructed the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> oh man. What this ridiculous have in his bag of tricks. Those they're done. Do you realize that they gave away half of half a roster for yes. Paul George? Yes. And and wouldn't you if, if you are the Clippers right now, would you trade Paul George for SGA straight up? Straight up. Straight up. Straight yeah, up. straight up. And, and cash considerations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just give you the cash to make up for the, for the difference so it works out. This is – see, I, I was it's, – it's old, it's old news now. If we recorded this podcast right after this happened, we would have had 20 minutes of tweets. That, that have us bent over laughing about the Clippers. We don't want to do that anymore. That's played out. Doc right. Rivers leaving is brand new. That's fresh. This is a new laugh right now. I and just want to say summer, real quick. This team is, is, is honestly like it's back to the drawing board. It's, it's a whole bunch of fake tough guys. Pat Beverly is the only player in NBA history to be fined for flopping in back-to-back games. Neither of the Morris twins want any smoke. They always act like they want to fight, but they don't want to fight because then they get their ass kicked, and then they realize that not only are they not tough guys, but they're not good basketball players. I was going to say, it doesn't matter if you're losing. 
It does not matter. I got, I got, res- I got respect for Trez, Lou, Kawhi, and even even Paul George. I mean, Paul George. Like just I said, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put the guy in a depressive state. He just, he just had a rough go of it. It happens, but there's it was a reason, bad. There's a reason he got bad, the contract though. he got. He's still a great player. He just had a really rough playoffs. And who knew Jamal Murray was and Nikola Jokic was going to do that to those guys? They have night. They're probably having uh, nightmares. Actually, I brought what? up, I brought up that very point on our last pod. I said watching the Clippers struggle with that high pick and roll with Luka Doncic. Facts. I'm very worried about what a potent two man pick and roll with Murray and Jokic could do to this yeah. team. And you were a little bullish on uh, Jamal Murray's potential consistency for what he did in the first well, round. He, he had just been so inconsistent. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. The course so. of his career, but so. it, it really does seem like he's taking that next step forward, and I'm I'm very happy for him. I've always been no, a big for real. Fan. Get, get that man a shoe. Like <laughs> he, yeah. he he did something pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan, uh, and I think he has a lot of more fans now than he did. But I, I thought that Jokic was absolutely going to torture their big man, and Sheesh. He did. Sheesh. So, Clippers, man, take down every billboard you have in L.A., every commercial, burn the USB uh, <laughs> that they're saved on, get rid of it. See if, it, see if it's not too late to uh, – Why? Uh, see, see, if, see if it's not too late to cancel that deal on the forum. Yes. Bomber, get your money back. <laughs> Get your money back. And Kawhi, make a lifestyle shoe. Lifestyle shoe? <laughs> make a lifestyle shoe. Because I'm not copying any Omnis anytime soon. Oh, man. And, and we're going to lay the Clippers man. to rest. <laughs> this was good, man. This was good for the soul. Oh, right man. Board, for board, the soul. Man, board man gets paid. Board man does not get trophy. So that was worth it, man. I was so eager to get on get on the horn with you, bro, after that series ended because I I was watching it with, with my girlfriend. I'm, we were in the car and I had the game pulled up because I'm like, I'm in disbelief that this team is going out this sad yeah, right yeah. now. Well, I was in, honestly in, the, in disbelief. In our first episode, I didn't want to be that Mavs fan that's just like that was angry at him, salty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to let it marinate for a little bit. I'm, happy I'm for you, so man. I'm so glad we waited until today to do this. This is perfect timing. We're, we're, we started we started recording this uh, Monday night about five forty five Central Time. Just yeah, you know, for our listeners, for Monday us. afternoon if you're on the West Coast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're but living like that, it's we're gonna let the Clippers take their uh, rightful place as. This is getting mean. I don't even want to finish what I was about to say. This is just me. We're moving on. The <laughs> um, NBA, com- NBA draft combine is approaching. Um, and I'm excited. I'm sure you're excited. Thrilled. And we're going to introduce a new segment that will that we'll roll out up until the draft. Um, and it's the draft spotlight. We're going to highlight a player, maybe, maybe two players at a time. But today we're going to take it with one. And we're going to dig into that player. Um, and see what you know what we feel their NBA projections can be, and if they if we turn out to be right in three years, we're going to come back to this episode and, and tweet it and yell at everybody and say mm-hmm. we were correct. 
But you are an avid UNC fan. You're a Tar Heel at heart. And who else better to start with than a polarizing prospect in this class, Cole Anthony? Yep. So Cole Anthony had a very interesting and up and down year, as did the rest of the North Carolina basketball team. He only played in 22 games. He was plagued by injuries a lot. Um, Averaged 35 minutes a game. He shot 38% from the field. Not great on almost 16 attempts a game. Uh, He just uh, 35% from three, uh, 75% from the line, five and a half rebounds a game four assists a game and 1.3 steals a game and ended up averaging 18 and a half over that space. But when you take a deeper look into Cole Anthony's game, there are some certain aspects to really consider Uh, coming out of high school. He was the number four rated player in the country. So there were high Mm -hmm. expectations, Mm -hmm. especially going to a blue blood like North Carolina. He's the son of former NBA player Greg Anthony. Running Rebel. Yes, sir. And New York Nick, which is where Cole's from. Um, he is old for his grade. And so I think a lot of the times in high school, he was more physically mature and able really just to bully people and get to the basket and finish. And once he got to college, that became more of an issue. So I think part of it is we asked him to do too much. And then the other part of it is I think he was trying to show NBA scouts that even if he can't bully um, his way to the basket, he can still get his own shot. So even though his shot selection wasn't the best of all the time, he wanted to show that he could get to that spot and take that shot and make that shot. Um, By all accounts, a great leader. He has a younger brother that he looks after a lot, and they're really, really tight-knit family. Look at you this, man. Know, this bro brought his Wikipedia page to the pod. You know you're going to be getting a consummate professional, son of a former NBA player. He's going to come in and work hard from day one. Um, ego's not huge with him. He'll, he'll come in and put, play whatever role you ask him to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, my NBA comp for him is Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm. And I think uh, his floor is probably like an Austin Rivers type if he just doesn't come like, around and develop that efficiency. Yeah, if he's not popping by year two or three, he, he probably will still be around in year six. Right. Most p- people have him in like that eight to 15 range. Mm-hmm. As far as some good and bad landing spots for him, uh, Detroit is interesting. It would give him a chance to learn a little bit from Derrick Rose. Um, and I think that could be a good spot for him. I think Phoenix would be an ideal landing spot for him. Um, and then also if he falls far enough, I think Boston at 14, he would be a great fit there. Um, where do you have him on your big board? 12. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh... um, and same with Orlando at 15. I just, for his sake, I hope he doesn't end up in, uh, you know, Cleveland, Atlanta, Washington, uh, San Antonio, or Sacramento. So, for a variety of reasons. To your point 
early about that UNC squad last year, this past season, a really weird season for North Carolina. Yes. But hey, like a weird we dysfunctional did, one. We didn't not make the NCAA tournament. <laughs> streak, streak lives. Yes, sir. Um, and it's crazy, man. I, I was just trying to think. I remember I watched a couple of games where I was like, okay, no, I, I'm seeing he what, I, what I wanted to see from Cole Anthony. Yeah, exactly. And then there was times where, like, just there was nothing happening for his team. And, but, and he that was included him. Too much. And he was trying yeah. to do too much. Um, and it's it just turned crazy, into a man. lot of this, ball watching. Yeah, no, this year is so ridiculous. This college basketball season seems like at least two years ago. But um, I do think that. And he's, I, I think he's one of the people that's not going to the combine. Oh, was he not? I, I didn't see if his name was not on the list. But uh, I think that either way, he knows he's getting drafted. And the, yeah, team, that wants, yeah. the team that wants to work him out probably has reservations to, to, to grab him if he's available. Exactly. I, that's what I'm thinking, too. He doesn't, he doesn't have a lot to prove at the combine, in my opinion. So, yeah, it could be a case. It could be a case of like a Ben Simmons where you were like at the top of your class, clearly as a recruit, you went to you had a very questionable college year, a very questionable college season. See, that's but, more Anthony Edwards for me. I don't think Cole is quiet. I mean, that North Carolina team was much more talented than that LSU team. Or that that's, that, that's, that's very true. That's very true. They but just still, under, they had, they just their, had issues. Before. Like, just an, an un, a year, like, unbefitting of, like, well, that we, play. We had, we had grad transfers that didn't pan out, and then we were entry-plagued all year. Yeah, you guys did have a, a completely new squad almost. Um, but to something where they entered the league, and it's like, okay, yeah, no, that didn't happen. And, of course, it took Ben a season before he ever touched the court. But, like, once he started playing, it was like, okay, yeah, no, I don't know what he was in college, but he's a great pro. Right. There, I feel like there's a slim chance for that for Cole. They're like, yeah. he has upside. And it, it might not be year one or two, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, and, I think he'll have a good career. I don't – I mean, I think he'll really, be and, and a name, contributor at least. That just speaks, I feel like, to the volume of this class, that if, if – you know, a uh, high school recruit that was at the top of his class falls to the middle of the pack of the first round, maybe. Well, and then you've got somebody like Isaac Okora that could go top five. Yeah. Who, you know. And really quick, while we're on the draft, uh, there was a headline this morning that Timberwolves were considering making other plays than Anthony Edwards with the number one overall pick. More specifically, they're leaning towards taking LaMelo Ball. How do you feel about that? Um, I hope it's a smokescreen, because if not, I think it's a massive mistake. Uh, I think what they're banking on is that somebody's going to really want LaMelo and that they'll be able to trade back out of that one spot. Um, I just I can't see a scenario in which a team led by Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and LaMelo Ball isn't giving up 150 points every game. Yeah. So I called you earlier this week, and uh, we, you know, we're chopping it up, you know, laying things out for the pod, talking basketball and stuff. And I was like, I feel like Minnesota should not be so assured with their first pick and taking Anthony Edwards. I think that they should just look at their options more. And you agree with that? Uh, I agree because- with that. I just didn't like the James Wiseman. 
so yeah, I felt like there's a lot of consensus around Anthony Edwards. Deservingly so. He actually reminds me a lot of Harden now that I'm now that I'm getting more familiar with this game. I come out of the draft. There's some Harden there. Um, and if this dude turns out to be that in three years, then this, then this take is terrible. But I just felt like, okay, if you want somebody who's going to be transformational and like in the short term, if he's a score first player, is he ready to come into the league and score 20 a game? I have my reservations about that. I do think that Lamar, I do think that, I do think that LaMelo can come in and not score 20 a game, but I think that he can account for 25 a game between scoring and playmaking. We'll have to wait and see. Definitely, definitely so. But I also, I actually thought that the first pick for them, Wiseman made more sense. But but do you know, do you know who's really hoping that the uh, Timberwolves take LaMelo? Golden State. Yep, because that number two pick just became a much more valuable trade asset. This draft is going to be a lot of fun and, and have a heavy imprint We're on what next season looks like. I yeah. can't imagine Boston keeping three first-round picks two years in a row. Yep, that too. And there's just a lot of plays to be made, I feel like, uh, once you pass the lottery. And even within the lottery, because there's players who teams have completely different opinions on. I think there's like 17 players that are pretty much all in that first tier. And then like 20. Yeah. yeah, And then like 18 to like 40, you know, it's, it's a crapshoot. It's all a crapshoot this year. Yeah. But no, man, this was fun. Yes, sir. We'll get back on the horn soon. Sorry for to keep you guys waiting. All what? Seven of our fans our devoted fans. 700? Seven hundred. Seven. <laughs> hey, that's all right, baby. We're gonna trap that seven then. That yeah, seven. That seven is gonna fill it. Yeah, two man trap on seven people. We can handle that. Hey, I might need a sub. <laughs> but been a pleasure, bro. Um, yes, sir. We will not keep you guys waiting. The finals are set to tip off on Wednesday, and we'll be watching. We'll be watching and we'll have we'll have opinions to give you guys. And we'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back soon for you guys with uh, with another pod. We'll throw in a bias segment. We'll do another prospect spotlight, and then we'll come up with uh, a couple new kind of interesting ideas to give you guys. We want to make this as casual, laid back, more of a probably look at some prop bets to go along in the finals. Oh yes, most definitely, most definitely. Yep, calling dibs on uh, if Case Anthony Davis wins MVP right now. Oh, All right, bro. real, real quick, it. real quick, while we're on the pod, are Yo. we are we making a bet on this heat? Uh... Oh man, you want to do this, bro? Yes. So I just want I just want to preface real quick. The last time I bet on the finals, it was 2016, and the guy I was betting with. Thought for it was Swart, you know Swart, Matt Swart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thought it was in the bag. Three one. Listen, listen. How you about can't this? Can't count my guy out. So if you How want to this? do this, I'm prepared to do it. 30, 30 on the series. I got Heat. You got Lakers. Okay. And then, if if the Heat win, you have to change your profile picture 
on Instagram and Facebook to you wearing a Clippers jersey. Jesus Christ. That's I'll take it though. That's uh And if and and if the Lakers win, I've got to do the same. No, nah, I want I want the new Xbox. I don't care if you wear a jersey. No, I'm not getting a new Xbox. What the fuck is this? Everybody wear your No, I'm just playing, bro. I'm just playing. <laughs> I will I will rock a Rockets jersey. Or Lakers. Nah, nah, you gotta wait. Let me let me uh I'm gonna get you a Rondo Celtics jersey. Oh, you wouldn't. It, we gotta make it happen. We'll make That's it happen. a line too far. There's a there's a, a thrift store. There's a Goodwill somewhere with with the alternate green Rondo Celtics jersey. That's a line too far, my friend. But you have yourself a bet. Waiting to hang up in your closet. You have yourself a bet. All right, virtual shake. Dap it up. All right, thirty on the series. Plus. Profile pick to go along with it as the icing on top. I can live with that. Or not, not just do Instagram post. Instagram post because we got. I mean, no, who's? That's valid. I don't want. I don't valid. want that That's on my valid. Facebook. You don't want that on your Facebook. No, I don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> I don't want that to be anybody's first impression of me. Right, exactly, exactly. All right, my G. Fun as always. Yes, sir. Keep trapping as always, and I'll talk to you soon. Trust that the game is not out of reach. You got to throw the half-court trap on them. Always. Never <laughs> stop.